What's up, guys, and welcome to the We Believe Golden State Warriors Basketball Podcast, a sports ethos presentation. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Hey, listeners, please take a moment to follow at ethosfantasybk on Twitter, the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on Earth. Get all your NBA news in one handy Twitter feed. It's faster than the competition and provides more analysis, too. Again, that's at ethosfantasybk on Twitter. Follow now. Today, we are going to be covering some recent news updates for the Golden State Warriors, looking at the COVID protocols and the 10-day hardship deal that was just signed today on Wednesday, December 22nd, as well as talking about the career high from Jonathan Kaminga in Toronto, as well as the NFT that Steph Curry dropped in in lieu of his 29-74 three-point record. So without any further ado, let's jump right into it. Per Anthony Slater of The Athletic, Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins are currently in the health and safety protocols. Poole first reported on December 17th, Andrew Wiggins on December 19th. So basically these guys, we don't know if they actually have COVID or not but they will need to follow the health and safety protocols, which basically dictate either 10 days in quarantine or passing the successful consecutive tests before they will be able to resume playing with the team. And obviously, this is huge. Poole and Wiggins have been arguably the big contributors that are a part of this Warriors core that I'll call of Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Andrew Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. Um, Poole and Wiggins were the second and third leading scorer on the Warriors. Andrew Wiggins has been consistently guarding the opposing team's best wing or guard defender. So there's a lot of minutes up for grabs. There's a lot of shots up for grabs. We've already seen, you know, in in the last few games, especially in the last one against Sacramento, that, you know, the Warriors are not immune. This this success and this early season um, record in leading the NBA has been a big part of having Wiggins and Poole be a part of the rotation and contribute regularly on a night-in and night-out basis. So you can't just take that for granted. I think... You know, Poole, we saw the Warriors without Poole for a few games where we still had Wiggins, and there it was a little bit easier to deal with that hole. You had Damian Lee slot in and play pretty well. Uh, Moses Moody got some extra minutes there. But Wiggins, that's tough. There's no obvious candidate to replace him. You've got Andre Guadawa, Otto Porter Jr., Uh, Also, I guess Moses Moody. So there are guys who can step in, but it's going to be more of a committee by approach. There isn't anyone on the team who's just going to step in and and take Wiggins 30 to 35 minutes a night on the wing, who also is as effective as Wiggins is on the defensive end. So this is obviously a really big loss for the Warriors, but at the same time presents a very interesting challenge 
and opportunity to the younger players on the Warriors who are now going to have opportunities that they otherwise were not getting. As we've been saying on this show since day one, Steve Kerr and the Warriors are chasing wins, and that's been pretty evident in the rotation thus far. While Moody and Kaminga have both been given opportunities situationally, Steve Kerr has shown that the leash is very thin and short. A couple mistakes, a couple missed shots, or if the offensive or defensive flow is not there, he is more than willing to pull the plug on one of those guys to sub in the likes of Damian Lee, Toscano Anderson, Kavon Looney, Iguodala, etc. So this isn't going to be a sink or swim, you're going to play 30 minutes a night no matter what, kind of almost Wiseman-esque of last season, which in a way is good. You want these guys to have opportunities to succeed, but if it's not going their way, don't let them continue to muck it up. Give them an opportunity to sub out, look at some tape, talk to some coaches or veterans on the bench, think a little bit more about what they're doing offensively or defensively, and then get back in a little later and give it another shot. So, you know, we already are seeing um, the opportunities playing out. Kaminga got the start against Sacramento. But before we really dig into that, I want to take a step back and talk about the last few games. So the Warriors had a back-to-back at Boston and at Toronto. In Boston, the Warriors had everyone except Jordan Poole, who had just tested into the health and safety protocols, Clay Thompson, who's still rehabbing and while should return soon we don't have a firm update yet and is looking like sometime early 2022 mid to late january and james weisman who is still looking like a 2022 return with minimal updates from the team so boston celtics warriors got out to a really big lead early curry was scoring without much trouble at all now that he had taken the three-point record Um, And that was tucked away in the history books. He seemed much more comfortable out there navigating the offense and getting the shots that he wanted without feeling the pressure of having to hoist a whole bunch of threes. The team was locked in defensively as they've been throughout much of the season. They are still ranked number one in defensive efficiency. The Warriors were all over the 50-50 balls, loose balls, and limited their turnovers, which resulted in a early lead. Now, the second half was a much different story. The Celtics were much more aggressive, and it quickly became clear as Curry's early game scoring prowess seemed to drop off a little bit, who was going to step up for the dubs without Jordan Poole? And that was of course, Andrew Wiggins. Um, Otto Porter Jr. and Damian Lee also had really big roles. Interestingly enough, Moses Moody was given the start to replace Jordan Poole, and he looked good. He was very active. Rebounding has been a strong suit for him, definitely, at the guard spot. Um, He had a couple aggressive takes to the rim and out outside shots from the corner but nothing was dropping and he lost a little bit of confidence as he struggled to shoot the ball 
ultimately Kaminga ends up replacing Moody, but he doesn't do that much either. This was a really big Andre Iguodala game, and you could really see the Warriors' defensiveness and defensive prowess take over this game. Steph Curry would end up fouling out on a very questionable call at the end of the game. However, it would be the Warriors' defense and the confidence, really, this was a this was a very interesting moment because Curry wanted the Warriors to challenge the play, give him an opportunity to stay in the game. But the Warriors had the lead and they opted not to. They trusted their defense. They let Curry foul out. They let it play out and they held Boston off and they came out with a win. So I thought that was a really big moment of growth and opportunity for the Warriors. Here we have Stephen Curry, the best player and leader of this group foul out and you have a chance to try and contest that foul call to let him stay on the court but with the game nearly out of hand and just really needing a couple stops to really close it out Steve Kerr trusts his defense because that's been the Warriors calling card the whole season still ranked number one in defensive efficiency and so that was I thought a growing moment for the team Hey, Curry fouls out. We can still get the job done. Next man up. Let's go and get this win, which they did. Now, the next night, the Warriors would play in Toronto, and this would end up being a planned rest day. So, no Steph, no Draymond, no Wiggins, no Iguodala, no Otto Porter. These guys wouldn't even travel due to the restrictions based on international travel entering Canada. Steve Kerr opted to let these guys stay home to avoid any complications with getting back into the country. And so it was the Damian Lee, Juan Toscano Anderson, Kavan Looney, Moses Moody, and Kaminga show. Those would be your five starters. Toronto would have some injuries or um, guys sitting out as well on their end. Pascal Siakam would not play. Um, and it was it was a hard-fought game, for sure. The Warriors got down big. Um, I think at one point it was nearly a 30-point game. But you did see that the group continued to fight. And we ended up getting our first Kaminga sighting. Jonathan Kaminga would end up with a career-high 26 points, four threes. But... It wasn't just the points and threes, it was the efficiency. Kaminga was getting downhill, and as soon as he turned the corner, he was at the rim, and there was nobody there to stop him. Which, against Toronto, was quite special, because Toronto has a plethora of very long wing defenders who arguably, on paper at least, would have matched up well with Kaminga, being able to keep him in front or at least challenge him at the rim. And that just wasn't the case. He was on another level athletically than these other guys in the Raptors. And so when you're missing your stars and it was really like, who's going to score for the Warriors? It was Kaminga. And even with Toronto, you know, queuing up their defense to stop him, he was able to score at ease. The three-point shot looked good up to this game, Kaminga had only hit two threes on the season, 
and he drops in a career high four in one game. So you really got a taste of what Kaminga has to offer this team moving forward. Of course, this is just one game. And as Kaminga has been given other opportunities in the past, and he has looked good, um, we'd really like to see this be a opportunity for him to build on this game and take some of those opportunities that he had against Toronto into his games moving forward. We need that type of athleticism and explosiveness to generate points, whether he's coming off the bench or starting filling in for one of the veterans who are getting a night off or are hurt or unable to play for some other reason. And so while the three-point shot continues to be very hit or miss for Kaminga, what's unquestionably his strong suit is getting downhill and finishing at the rim. Uh, he also was hitting his free throws too, which is going to be another really big piece of the puzzle for him as well. So I'd say, you know, if he can be hovering around the 70 to 75% free throw range, that's going to be more than sufficient for him for now as something he can work on. But, you know, it's a mental thing. And so once you're dropping into the low 50s on free throws, it definitely sits on you. It definitely makes you think twice before taking it to the rim if you think you're going to get a hard foul and you don't feel confident about knocking down your free throws. So I like to see that from him. This game in Toronto, there wasn't a lot to take away from other than that and the amazing play of Jonathan Kaminga. So moving on, the Warriors also played in Sacramento. I'm sorry, at home against the Sacramento Kings. And this was on Monday, December 20th. Kaminga starts. He gets to play um, because Andrew Wiggins had just entered the health and safety protocols. So now the Warriors are without Poole and without Wiggins. What are they going to do? And right off the bat, the first play of the game, Kaminga gets a steal on the defensive end. That was great. Uh, the Warriors had a 10-point lead after the first. The Warriors' defense was on point, as you'd expect. But at the same time, you did feel like for playing a depleted Sacramento Kings who were without De'Aaron Fox and Davion Mitchell, among others like Rashawn Holmes, you really would have liked to see the Warriors get out to a bigger lead than just 10 points, really try and put this team away. And they did not. And so as the game went on, the Kings continued to get back into it. And so the question remained, without Poole and without Andrew Wiggins, who would score for the Warriors other than Stephen Curry? And it was Damian Lee. Lee would end up hitting his first six field goals in a row. And Otto Porter Jr. looked like he was turning back the clocks blocking shots left and right at the rim, although some of them were called for fouls, even though they looked pretty clean. This was another game that the Warriors would play, interestingly enough, where one of the three officials was also in the health and safety protocols. And so this was a game where there were only two officials. And of course, you know, players are human and make mistakes. Officials are human and make mistakes too, especially when you are missing one of your angles on the game. So it was 
the triple-double from Draymond Green. It was the points off the bench from Damian Lee. It was Otto Porter Jr. defending at the rim. It was Iguodala and Gary Payton, the second strong defensiveness. And it was Toscano Anderson bringing the good energy that he always brings every night. Everyone who played was on point, really, except Chioza and Moody, who wouldn't check in until the end of the game. Buddy Heald was held scoreless through the first half, going 0 for 8. However, in the second half, he got hot, as he always does. And this was very frustrating for me to watch. You knew that Heald was the only thing that was going to keep Sacramento in this game. And yet somehow, despite how good the Warriors are defensively, they let him get going. Heald would end up make, making five threes in a row, bring the Kings back into striking range. And this really played out until the end of the fourth. Um, it wasn't until two minutes into the fourth that the game was a little bit out of hand at about 15 points that Kerr finally elected to bring in the garbage crew. And that's when Moses Moody got some time. Um, also... Halliburton, Tyrese Halliburton, continues to look great for the Kings. Uh, the Warriors had no answer for him. He got to the rim. He got to his mid-range. He hit some threes. He was a tough cover for anyone who attempted to take a t turn on him. And you really saw the effects of missing Andrew Wiggins, as you probably expect that he would have been put on Halliburton had he been available. So... Um, last thing I want to hit on, this was the 31st triple-double for Draymond Green. The Warriors have only lost one game in their history uh, when Draymond Green gets a triple-double. Tonight was no exception to that. It was a classic Draymond Green triple-double kind of night, doing a little bit of everything, aggressively attacking the basket, rebounding the ball, and being playing the point forward or recipient of the Curry pick and roll out of a double team three on two four on three type plays that we have all learned to just kind of take for granted from Draymond and so again you know it wasn't any one guy that stepped up in the absence of Poole and Wiggins it was a team effort and you just really see how deep this team is guys stay ready some nights Damian Lee is only going to get five or ten minutes. Tonight he had an opportunity, and we needed every basket and point that these guys had to offer. Uh, Gary Payton II continues to impress in limited minutes. He continues to have high energy, high motor, attacking the rim, whether it's on offense or defense, getting rebounds, throwing down dunks, getting fouled at the rim. Uh, and he continues to grow. It's nice to see his his skill set expand a little bit. He had a few plays where he actually got the ball on the wing and drove it to the hoop. So he wasn't just a finisher. He actually was an initiator there as well. And he knocked down his free throws. Andre Iguodala just continues to impress. He had some very savvy defensive plays, some very nice strips on the ball that were not fouls, that the refs didn't call as fouls. Um, very timely plays from Iggy, as we know he's more than capable of doing. So this was a really nice win in Sacramento. The Warriors have some very tough opponents coming up down the line. 
it's going to be interesting to see as the entire NBA is really under duress with the COVID protocols and all of these um, new signings that teams are having to make to just desperately scramble to get enough got healthy bodies available to even have a game. And we're seeing games left and right be suspended or postponed because, um, you know, due to the, the health and safety protocols. So on that topic, the Warriors actually ended up making a signing today, uh, Wednesday, December 22nd, a 10-day hardship deal for Quincy Weatherspoon. So it'll be interesting to see if he ends up getting into the rotation or not. But Weatherspoon has been playing for the Santa Cruz C-Dubs, averaging 16 points, 4 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and 1.2 steals per game. He is a big guard with a fluid scoring game who has the ability to facilitate, defend, and rebound. So this is a guy who can potentially come off the bench and give some good minutes to Steve Kerr. As we said, without Poole and without Wiggins, there's a lot of minutes to be had. And, you know, it, it's not going to be any one guy that's going to eat up all of those minutes. It's, it's going to be a committee by approach. Last thing I wanted to talk about, Steph Curry yesterday on December 21st, which was actually my birthday, dropped an NFT in celebration of his recent historic three-point record he dropped a 2974 collection nft um this nft sold out in five minutes so i was very disappointed yesterday morning as i desperately tried to get one of my own and was unable to but um you know for those that are interested in nfts i would you know, advise you to check it out and maybe you can get lucky and try and buy one off someone else. But that was something cool that happened that I wanted to share. Hey guys, so I just wanted to let you know that we have a brand new daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks, plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money. And check out our Sports Ethos DFS team or podcast for advice on winners. Again, that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com. So that's all we have for today, guys. I really appreciate you joining us and listening in. This has been a sports ethos presentation, the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Please giving me a follow on Twitter at sdorlick. And before we sign off, I just want to remind you guys to use code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at MyBookieAG. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. Again, thank you guys for joining us today. 
I'm your host, Sam Orlick. Let's go 